0: Today's episode is about overcoming insecurity with money, empowering yourself to take control of your finances, to live your best, most free life by transforming your mindsets and behavior patterns that keep you thinking small.
1: Welcome to the Skin Distillery Lounge, the podcast by estheticians for estheticians. I'm
0: Mel. And I'm Emily. We're here to change the game for fellow estheticians who are ready to bring their business to the next level.
1: Our mission is simple. We want to transform
0: mindsets and create systems that lead to more freedom and wealth in the treatment room. Tune in every week as we dive into how to grow your confidence, wealth, success, mindset, and vision as we grow our own. Whether you are a seasoned or new esthetician, this podcast is your go-to source for education, resources, and relatability. Cheers to changing mindsets, creating systems, and building community. Let's dive into another episode of the Skin Distillery Lounge.
1: All right, you guys. Who's ready to drink?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. It's <laughs> damp January. Um, It's Friday, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So this one, um, is an alcoholic drink as well.
0: All right, go right along. beg
1: or go home t- this week. So this one is from tip top and they make these cute little tiny cans that are pre-made cocktails. And this one's the bee's knees.
0: Cute. I love it.
1: Which is made with gin, lemon, and honey. And they're always balanced, never too sweet. And you just shake well and you pour, um you can just pour over ice or you can do if it's cold already obviously just pour it into the cocktail glass that you're using we have a cute little rose i have a cute little rose ice cube um i love that yeah.
0: i also love that it's bees knees my everyone calls me ekb all my friends do oh yeah And i have a little bee tattoo on my arm so i feel like connected to bees <laughs>
1: this is perfect. Emily, I gave her two choices for this, the next drink that we're drinking right now. And I said, Do you want something lighter or something heavy, like hard? And she's like, go hard. Yeah. So, Here you go, girl.
0: Okay, cheers.
1: smells mm, good. Mm.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Whoa.
1: She's strong, baby. I mean, it's a true like, think of if you had martini. <coughs> it's just booze.
0: <sighs> That'll put hair on your chest. It's good though. It is good. It's not a bad flavor. It's just it's it's strong. I mean that's what bees need. it's gin. It's yeah, basic. Which it. I love gin.
1: So it is gin, Emily, with just a little lemon and honey pre-made just for you. Just a touch. I think you'll like it better once the ice has kind of like diluted it a little bit. Mm,
0: yeah. But the, it's actually the honey, really the honey flavor is strong to me. I think that's
1: It is good. Mm. I kind of liked it better the second sip me too it's hard going The flavors
0: off. are kind of blending
1: yeah this is i'm not mad about it
0: no i couldn't have a, a big thing of this though so i'd be on the flow i
1: think these were meant more for like okay wouldn't this be a cute little gift in a gift basket with a little cup or like if you were let's say you were staying in a hotel and you brought like two of these little cans for you to each have a drink before dinner like it's not it's more meant for like that kind of occasion <sighs> yeah. Emily doesn't drink like heavy, hard liquor or booze straight up. So this is like really aggressive for it's her. Probably. Not,
0: it's not a bad flavor. It's just like zingy, like
1: oh. a lot of lemon, a lot of honey.
0: My mouth is going to be watering oh. for a bit, but it's good. It's good. If you're, if this is like your, if you go this way, it's going to be good.
1: If you like a strong mm-hmm. drink, get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if you're more like me, just like maybe try your friends. Like, can I have a sip? Perfect.
1: Yeah. You probably would like this better with like a little bit of club soda.
0: Yeah. Just a little bit of dilution. Mm -hmm. Is that That's
1: okay. Or just a regular water. Whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Whatever works. Whatever
1: works. That's what the ice cubes work. The flavor
0: is good. It's just, yeah, it's strong.
1: Cheers to you for trying new things. (laughs) 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 On to
0: the show. Okay, guys. So today I am talking all about my finances. is there a theme and this month it, there must be yeah my heart is beating a little fast mine did too during sharing i'm like gonna have to take deep breaths i don't know why this feels so vulnerable because i think first of all so many people are going to relate to like this conversation and so many people are going to hopefully feel less alone and inspired to make the changes that they need to for their life and for their business but man it feels scary talking about it. I think I'm also like nervous, excited because I have a lot that I wanna say that hopefully can speak to people.
1: Yeah, I I think all of that makes a lot of sense and explains why I kind of felt like I was having a mini heart attack (laughs) when I did my episode about this. And I kind of felt like I was slurring slash mumbling words together because I was like nervous, excitement, anxious all in one. Yes. But it's probably because it really resonates deep within me absolutely and i'm still growing and learning too so i'm still very like
0: i don't know everything still trust me so that's also where it's very vulnerable it's very vulnerable and i think because i'm still in my process like the very beginning process of changing my money habits it's i'm putting myself out there to be judged by people i think Mm -hmm. and that's a little scary because when you have a platform no matter what size it is people are going to have opinions and so not that i really care what people think at all but it's just
1: but i was in the same place as you so this is really i think great for anybody listening because my journey is showing like four years of a difference yeah and again this has not happened overnight this is a lot of work on myself listening to books listening to coaches and mentors about money talking about money you're in the the new thick of it. This yeah. is so new to you, yeah. which is exciting. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. So I'm proud yeah. of you. So to kind of give everybody, I'm gonna do like a a like a a little bit of like an intro of where I am currently, and then I'm mostly gonna just kind of dive into the mindset aspect of this because Love. I think that's the biggest thing that I want to speak on. But for me, I have just started the process of hiring a financial advisor. Wee. And we are lucky enough to have her come on the podcast. Can we soon. pause and get a drink first? Sure. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. actually, when this episode airs the following week, we will be airing our interview with Emily's financial yeah. advisor. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited
0: to sh- ask some questions for her yeah. that I think everybody will appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So I have finally taken the dive into the world of financial advising. And I am really proud of myself because it has taken me quite some time to get there, but I wasn't ready before. Mm -hmm. And this year was the year I said no more of the same old, same old. I have got to make the effort and the intentional decision to start investing in myself financially. And so here we are and I'm I'm just really excited because I think a year from now I'm gonna look back and be like, wow, I have grown so much. You will. And I'm super excited about it. So to give some context, I ha- am just now opening up a business savings account, which might for some people they're gonna be like WTF and for other people they'll probably be like same. <laughs> but for me, I've just been managing I would say fairly well, like the expenses of things, but it's going to be very eye-opening to see the difference between me managing myself with my personal account versus managing money with a business account and all of that. Like it's going to be very transformative. I
1: feel like there's too many hands in the cookie jar when it's all together. And it's once your business gets bigger and busier, Mm -hmm. it gets more dicey.
0: Exactly. So... I'm gaining control of my personal income, but then also my business income Yay. this year. So, hopefully, that gives people who might be feeling insecure. It, I hope it allows you to feel less alone, but I also hope that this episode inspires you to make the choice to change. Yes. And to. It's never too late. It's never too late. So. I'm gonna give you a little bit of background about my childhood and finances growing up. So for me, I come from a a very average financial background. Working parents, their work ethic is incredible. I have learned so much from watching them work really hard to provide for me and my sister. They were not perfect with money. They would say that, my dad would tell, anyone. Like he has made many mistakes when it comes to money, but he has always been such a hard worker. And so I admire him so much for that. He has put, and my mom, my mom was a working mom as well. Um, they've put me and my sister both through private school growing up because our district was really rough and they wanted us to have good education. And it, that took a big chunk of their it investment. Sacrifice. It was a huge sacrifice because they
1: wanted to see their kids do better than them.
0: Absolutely. I could cry. I feel a little mo- bit emotional about it. But, um, so my goal in doing this is for them. I want to get to a point where I didn't think I would cry.
1: (laughs) I love it though, because it's, I think when we make goals and stuff, they have to come from a real place of motivation.
0: Yeah. I, I want to get to a point where I can take care of them. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to help them retire well and they're my biggest motivation. So, whew. (laughs) that's good let it out i love them so much and so i've seen the sacrifice that they've made for me and i want to do well for myself Mm -hmm. and put the systems in place in order for me to be successful so i can give back to them that's really the biggest thing my biggest motivation is them so um at a very early age i was always aware of finances they were always very honest with me about what was going on And they always were really calm about it, but they would be honest with me when they would say, like, we can't afford that or we can't do that this month. And I always had the drive in me to say, no, I'm going to make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) And so when it came to, like, school trips or anything, like, where there's a will, there's a way. And Mm -hmm. so we always scrapped up something and made it work. And that is something that has been instilled in me where if I want something, I'm going to get it. And so I can... I can owe that to them. <laughs> but I I remember like writing in, in my journal as a kid, like, dear God, I, it was a blue puffy journal from Claire's. <laughs> dear oh, God, right? The best of times. Dear God, please give my family more money. Mm-hmm. And what child has anxiety about money? I mean, that should not never be a thing that a child has to worry about nor did I, do i think my parents intentionally put that on me i don't i, I never like have trauma from that but there's
1: like subconscious things right yeah. like when you're told like we never went on family vacations no same. i never went on my entire life um and it was a lot of times because we couldn't afford we were told yeah. we can't afford that yeah so it, they're creating this mindset already subconsciously mm-hmm. that money is limited
0: Yeah, it doesn't grow on trees. I'm sure so many parents say that. You think money grows on trees? Mm -hmm. Well, no. Yes and no. But I felt that weight of money at a young age. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think this is probably true for a lot of people as well, There is, there was not much education around money and how to invest it and how to make it work for you. Yes, I knew a savings account was a good thing, budgeting, all of that, but I never knew how to make my money work for me and the power that investments had and an overall wealth management mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know what that looked like or how to do that. And I think having natural conversations about finances in the past has felt very uncomfortable. It, and I think that that is something that-
1: Well, it felt like we were being talked down to or stupid yes. that we wouldn't know certain terms. And then it would just shut me down because I'm like, I don't, I don't know.
0: Absolutely, and I think people in general just don't like talking about it because there is shame. There's shame in two ways
1: you can not have a lot of money Mm -hmm. and have shame or you can come from a lot of money and you saw your parents always fighting about money yes and then you have a negative connotation with money yeah and so you kind of choose to be like i don't need to live my like life for money
0: yes it's either the root of all evil or it's it's People judge you for having it as well, mm-hmm. so you you feel like you can never win. And I I personally want to break that stigma Same. about money. Like, let's talk about it. How much do you make this year? I want women to support other women. Especially men talk about it all the time. All men, the
1: time. Men say, "Bro, I made this." Blah 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 blah. Yes. And women were taught to not talk about money.
0: Right. We're taught about
1: like reducing expenses in a household and managing money in the household. Keeping a budget. And like reducing frivolous costs. But men are never told like, don't buy that golf bag. Don't go to that sporting event. That's frivolous.
0: Yes. They're never told that. They never think twice about it.
1: And so we need to, as women, reduce the guilt we have around spending money. Yes. And we also need to start talking about money.
0: Correct. And I think we need to create safe spaces to allow women to talk about their finances where people aren't gonna judge you. You're not gonna feel this shame or this weight around how much money you do or don't make. Like, let's talk about our goals. Let's talk about things and pull each other up. Love it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that that's really important. And, you know, maybe you listening have a different background and experience with all of this, but this is how I have felt my whole life.
1: This, I think the biggest thing you can do is think of your first money memory. Yep. Um, Tori Dunlap brings it a lot. It brings it up a lot um, on the financial feminist. She's a fantastic podcast to listen to for a lot of amazing free content for women entrepreneurs looking to understand money. She talks to you very straightforward and I'm um, going on a tangent, but yeah, I love it. She's amazing. She is amazing. Um, she's a good resource if you're looking to kind of start opening your eyes up more to money situations.
0: Yeah. She's such a great resource. Please check her out running a business you have to get comfortable with talking about money there's no way around it Mm -hmm. you have to learn to be okay talking about it and talking about what you made this month what you made this year You have to. You have to be able to bring it up and and have an honest conversation about it and set your goals. And for me personally, that has not always been the easiest thing to do. However, I am starting to get so much more comfortable with that. Just being open about what I made, what my goals are, talking to you about it, talking to other people. And I wanna be able to have that freedom of communication so I can set myself up for success. And-
1: And it's not done in a, a derogatory way. Like no. I share my numbers with Emily as hopefully inspiration yes. slash motivation slash like, bitch, you can hit anything you wanna hit. Exactly. Like, and that's why I share my numbers with yes. her. Um, also, we do share a business. So there should be, I feel like, transparency because let's say emily is struggling Mm -hmm. i need to know this because Mm
0: -hmm. like that's going to affect certain things yeah i can't we are a team still yep so and more times than not if i'm like okay we talk about how much you make i'm not that far behind and so i'm i feel good i'm like oh you're like i'm actually doing better than i thought Doing better than i thought or if i am having a tough month I, in the past, have just kind of kept it to myself, but I am trying to be better about sharing that. So, because people have the answers that you sharing need.
1: Sharing is caring, girl. Because when I know caring. something's not going well, then I'm like, okay, I want to help Emily get some clients. Yes. I want to help push some sales for you. Yes. Like, I, let's create, like, let's do a bridal event, baby. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, exactly. You know, when you have that that team dynamic nothing can stop you. Mm -hmm. You have that support and it's amazing. And hopefully this podcast can be that for everybody listening who might not have that. Um, So yeah, start being honest with the people in your life who you know can help you. Mm -hmm. Breaking patterns of how you've always done things in order to get to new levels is key. The weight of where you're going cannot be held by the strength that you have right now. So you must do the hard work of getting stronger to support the weight of your calling. Deep, deep.
1: Side note. It's really deep. Can I have a moment here and just say the sunlight is coming through and kissing fucking <laughs> Emily's face right now and it's such bullshit because she looks so good and like oh we're recording some of this podcast. It's a little like, it's like God's like t- yes. kissing her face with light yes. right now. He's
0: like, preach girl, preach. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. It's in He knows. He does. So I'll say that one more time yes. because I think it's worth saying twice. saying twice. The weight of where you're going cannot be held by the strength that you have right now. So you must do the hard work of getting stronger to support the weight of your calling. Growth isn't meant to be easy, it's a choice and it's painful because you're uprooting behaviors, patterns, thoughts that you have always had and it's actually quite painful to change. And the flip side of that though is it's not as painful as staying the same.
1: Mm -hmm. Regret is the
0: worst thing to live with. Absolutely and i think it would be irresponsible for you to step into the next level of your life when you're not prepared to withstand the weight of that responsibility and if you want to be a millionaire but you can't find financial or if you want to be a millionaire but you cannot financially handle yourself at a hundred thousand dollars a year you ain't ready you're not ready you have to start being responsible with the small things in order to carry the weight of the big things Mm -hmm. no trainer in their right mind is going to give someone who is just starting a hundred pound dumbbell exactly you have to start with the fives the tens and work your way up you will be shocked at how quickly you can escalate your strength but you have to start somewhere and you have to stay consistent in order to get to that higher level yeah you have yeah it's
1: growth it's consistency small steps
0: yep exactly so for me, I believe it would be unwise for God to give me an abundance of something if I can't manage it responsibility, and that's why I'm doing the work right now of uprooting patterns and putting systems in place in my life that are holding me accountable to move forward, to put order into my finances, mm-hmm. and I'm being vulnerable and saying I can't do this part of my business well on my own, so I'm bringing in a team of people who thrive in that area of life who can help me and take that that weight off for me or at least support me in carrying that. And there's no shame in saying, I'm not good at this. And quite frankly, I don't necessarily need to be good at that. No, It's okay that that is not something that is a strong point for me. You can't be good at everything. Mm -hmm. For me, this part of my business, finances, all of that, it's not my strength, but that doesn't mean that I can't improve. And who we are created to be is something that we grow into. And if we knew all of the things that life had in store for us right in this moment, it might actually scare us into not doing it. Sometimes good things can be scary too. It brings up insecurities and lies that we've believed for a really long time Think, like thought patterns and beliefs, like we can't achieve it. Um, because the journey that some of us are on right now and that we are called to is really big. And most of us aren't even close to our peak yet. We are on our way but it takes time to grow into that position and into that financial breakthrough, into that platform of influence, into that next level of business. And so we have to give ourselves grace to get there, but we have to make the steps in order for us to get there well, Mm -hmm. right? And you're gonna get to where you're called to be and where you want to be a lot faster and a lot smoother by doing these five things, in my opinion. (laughs) These are the, the five steps that I'm actively putting into my life in order to help myself and hopefully they can help you as well. So first and foremost, it's knowing your weakness and bringing others into the equation who thrive in that particular struggle of yours. They will take that pressure and that burden off to help you. So you have to be honest about what your weaknesses are and ask for help. Be honest. Be honest. Exactly. It's going to help you out. Yes. Big time. Mel has taught me so much about that Two you have to identify your limiting beliefs your thoughts your behavior patterns and replace them with truth and action you have to believe in yourself and truly believe that you are worthy of abundance in this life and that is going to look different for each of us what is abundance for you might not be abundance for me and that's okay but it's just knowing what you want and believing that you can achieve it and staying Sa- excuse me, but staying and doing the things, how we have always done them will only keep us doing the same things that we've always done. It's not going to move us forward. So we have to uproot how we've always done things and replace it with something better. Perfect. Right. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Number three, when choosing a financial advisor or accountant, find someone that respects you, motivates you, empowers you and has good communication go with who you feel is right for you just because someone has a person in their life that they work well with doesn't mean that it's going to be right for you necessarily so go with your intuition but also be sure to look at the reputation i think ultimately referrals are the best in this case in finding a financial advisor or an accountant for yourself emily and i what do you
1: think i think that's great you and i both work with different financial advisors yeah. but they're both female yes financial advisors yep. who specialize working with small business woman entrepreneurs yes which was huge for me.
0: hence someone who respects you motivates you and empowers you because they are one of you <laughs> mm-hmm. right yes so it does it doesn't have to be a woman but i would strongly suggest going in that direction
1: and i also feel like i had a different cognition about the right word yeah perceive a different perception mm-hmm. yeah Of financial advisors from when i was in my 20s to now because i remember like this one dude trying to meet with me it was like really bro he was just trying to get me to do investments that is not the person you want you need a financial advisor that's going to help you with your personal and business life plan who is going to set the buckets into place to make your money make money for you and grow your wealth and abundance yes and so that can mean a lot of different things but they're going to help guide you in all those steps i mean my financial advisor has not only helped me with like personal savings has helped me with business school savings she has set up my roth ira she has set up my investments now she also um has set up my long-term uh sorry my life insurance policies yes Yes. she Mm -hmm. has helped me set up my uh long-term disability policies. Yes, I just signed off on mine. I feel relieved. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. she has, now she works with my husband as like him and I plan our future together. So she looks at his in investments and retirement stuff that he already has going and like, calculates that for our future. So it's like, she's doing all of that planning for me and saying like, she's handling that stuff. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin.
0: Exactly, and it's, it's a big deal. Like having somebody take Your money and tell you where it should go and kind of take control of that area it's a big deal and so you're trusting people with your money and it has to be somebody that one is trustworthy and yes
1: i will say if they if the financial advisor tells you you can like you have to cut everything out all of your expenses right walk away
0: walk away
1: because that is not sustainable no my dad used to do this watermelon diet every summer Well, one summer he kind of gained weight and he got told that he was looking chubby. So he Uh, went on the watermelon diet Mountain Dew diet for like all summer. But like in four weeks, he lost like 25 pounds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He
1: crushed it for three months. But let me tell you that diet only made it three months because it's not sustainable. Like anything in life, when you cut out all of your joy, when you're told you can't spend any money on joy, then what's the fucking point of saving? So. That's my first advice. My financial advisor never told me to restrict things that bring me joy. But instead, she's like, as long as we're able to cover these buckets, right. you can spend your money however the frick you want to. Right. And I think as a woman, you need to hear that.
0: Yes, because we have, we're told no so many times in our life. And this should not be an area where we're told no. But it's like, how can we do it to the best? So that would be my advice. OK, I love that. My fourth thing, or is this my fifth? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. Advocate for yourself. Pay attention to the people that you have hired to hired, and how they make you feel. How do they consistently communicate with you? If you're not vibing, if you're not feeling like there's enough communication, if you're feeling intimidated to speak to them or you're not feeling supported or getting what you need out of this investment because ultimately you're investing in them, find someone else. I felt very overlooked by the accountant that Mel and I used to have we both pieced out and we both left because it was one very difficult to communicate with them. I hated it. I felt anxious anytime I needed to, and I avoided it. Well, I would communicate with them,
1: but then I wouldn't hear back for a week or two weeks and then yes. I would still be hounding them. I knew the questions to ask, but I wasn't getting the stuff done and I let it go on for way too long, which is my fault. Right. And it just, I just didn't want to deal with it, which again is my fault but it's not acceptable it's not i was paying them and it wasn't acceptable exactly and so i'm emily and i now are yes different tax accounts but this is an example of like here's the thing you might not find your first love match with your financial advisor accountant with the first try yep and that's fine that's life yes i mean shit. you know my dates i went on before i met my husband right you probably you might have like a little trial, trial, trial and, and error, error in the beginning, and that's okay. Yes, just don't get frustrated and quit.
0: No, that's the one thing that you cannot do. And I found myself going in that direction, and I'm like, nope, I need to reroute, reroute. And mm-hmm. then I met my financial advisor. She introduced me to Michelle. She got us set up. Mel transferred over to Michelle, the accountant. Hell yeah! And we're we're rocking and rolling. Okay, but I should never. Fe- you should never feel like you're floundering in this. You should feel supported. I need someone who holds my hand and they do that for me and
1: well tax lingo is basically them speaking another language yes
0: exactly and they know that and so they make it very understandable mm-hmm. and i appreciate that and i found i feel so much better so advocating for yourself advocating for myself i have found something that fits me better and I gained the biggest confidence boost by working with someone new so that's amazing so kind of a recap of those five things know your weaknesses are not a bad thing bring a professional in who can help you and take the weight off identify your limiting beliefs and take tangible action to change them embrace the pain that growth brings find a financial advisor and accountant that and make sure that they support you in the ways that you need And advocate for yourself and don't be hesitant to change when you need to. Empower yourself to find the right people to work for you. So next week we have my financial advisor on. Her name is Allison and we are so excited to introduce her to the world. I think she's going to have a lot of really interesting – points to bring to the table and just hearing her story of being a woman in business yeah. is going to be amazing. And
1: actually since this episode is airing we know a week before her episode if you do have any questions related oh, to yeah. your
0: financial,
1: business, personal, whatever as an entrepreneur send us an email, send us a DM right now because it's next week. It's next week. So yeah. this so you have like you have to get it to us by like I'm going to say Monday the yeah. following week or whatever but okay you hear this episode and you're like, I got a question. Send it to us. Yes. We love a voice memo. If you can, otherwise just, you
0: know, DM us and we'll yeah. read your question aloud. Yeah. I love that. That's good. So you guys go into this next year. Shame free. What?
1: No, keep going. Oh, okay.
0: Go into this next year. Shame free. Stop avoiding. Do the, do the damn thing. Right? Hello. Yes. And start transforming your life by changing the patterns that you've always done things the same way
1: yeah right and how you know we do have a free guide out right now we do hey so if this episode kind of got you excited or like holy crap i want to like take charge this year and quit doing the same thing that i've been doing we have a couple things available right now which i think are awesome they one are is, i'm
0: in the process of filling all of this out and utilizing it as well so
1: yeah so one is going to be the mastering business systems for estheticians mm-hmm. so five essential strategies to take your business to the next level and that is basically going to walk you through creating a business identity feeling it with business checking and saving and credit cards to enhance the operations and then suggest software and tools to keep track of your cash flows. It's a free guide available on our Instagram bio to download today. And if you've already done that and you're like, I'm excelling at that Mel, but you know what I'm not excelling at is my goals for this year. I feel stuck. I want to hit numbers I've never hit before and live the life of freedom and wealth I've want to, I've been dreaming of. Then we do have another thing available. Tell us it's the visionary wealth workbook and that is also available to purchase in our Instagram bio as well. So I would take a look at that. That's for any entrepreneurial business spot owner, esthetician, beauty professional that is looking to get clear on her goals this year with a step-by-step process that will lay it all out for you in a clear vision so that you will hit numbers you never expected before and live the life of your dreams.
0: Yes. So Take advantage of it. It's yours for the taking. Let's make this the best year ever.
1: Yeah. Yay.
0: Cheers, you guys. Cheers, you
1: guys. And as you navigate the week ahead, you're never alone in your journey. Until then, cheers to the journey of transforming minds
0: and creating freedom in the treatment room. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Skin Distillery Lounge. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share the love with fellow estheticians. And until next time, Esties, stay growing.